You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and these are your hot mess Sunday outspoken boys. Yeah, and we have a studio full of people today. There's a lot of gay men in here. There's a lot of We have our own gayest Mm -hmm. of all time party going on here. A little bit. Um, But it's for an important thing that we want to talk about. We're actually having a panel Sunday. Where we will be talking about Mm -hmm. something that's been in the news. Actually, more and more every week, there's more and more articles about PrEP. Yeah, it's a growing topic. It is. And what's fascinating to me is the amount of opinions Mm -hmm. that are out there that maybe aren't based on a lot of fact, maybe are. I'm just just fascinated by the crazy amount of non-information going around. And I've talked to Mm -hmm. a lot of great people. Well, we decided, you know what, we want to know what you're, you know, a group of gay men sitting around in a studio. What we know, we didn't do a ton of research. We didn't go out there and try to get all the professional stuff. This is all pre, like foreshadowing. Pre-prep. 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 You are good at these. I know. I I work on it. Because (laughs) we are going to have a show in February where we'll Mm -hmm. be talking to some experts and doctors about prep. Until then, we are going to welcome our panel to Hot Must Sunday right now to Outspoken. We have Blaine Stum. He is currently the chair of the Spokane Human Rights and chair of the INBA Public Policy Committee here in Spokane. We have Kyle Richardson. He is the prevention coordinator at Spokane AIDS Network, as well as a a lot of other community uh, uh, involvement in his life there. And Morgan! Uh, you are here. Everybody knows you. You are one of the DJs. <laughs> all the oh, I'm sorry. He's a, a QJ programmer on a Thursdays QJ. at six p.m. I, that might, of our that might, QJ. That That's might what say it has right here. DJ. Does it say QS as in queer sounds oh. every Thursday from <laughs> oh. six to eight p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> Q, Maybe queer sounds QJ. But since I have the paper in my hand and the mic, I'm going to say it says QJ. QJ. <laughs> Whatever. I you thought need. maybe he's yeah. not a DJ. Maybe he's a queer J. Um, I like it. Queer J. Of our favorite. Huh. Uh, Sister brother program. I'll say them both. Queer Jack? Queer As sounds. in queer jockey? Um, yeah. Okay. That works. Sure. I'll Thursdays at 6 p.m. Uh, he is the youth program director of Odyssey Youth Center. He's also the vice president of the board of the North Idaho AIDS Coalition. We welcome you boys to Outspoken. Thank you so much for being here. We're kind of sharing mics over in this area. Thank you for having us. That was very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> just a Let's little just bit. Pop this here. Does this work for you? Okay, sweet. Thanks there for you. having us. Uh, yeah. we, we, are thrilled, <laughs> we are thrilled to have you yeah. here. Let's start talking a little bit about what kind of our opinions are, uh, sitting around mm-hmm. a bunch of gay men, of what you've heard. What are your opinions of of PrEP? And uh, by the way, I, I did some research, and I know it's pre-exposure prophylaxis. Well, that's good. You know what the acronym stands for. I do. So let's talk a little bit about PrEP. First of all, we'll start with you, Blaine. Yeah. What do you know? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is PrEP? PrEP is a, a drug that people can take to reduce the risk of HIV and AIDS transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like you, have heard a lot of lot of stuff about it. Uh, most of it, though, it has sadly been on the more like slut shaming side of things. There's where a lot of slut shaming yeah. mm-hmm. or just shaming. Yeah, exactly. Particular. Actually, Kyle, when we spoke to you at San. You mentioned a term I hadn't heard before that's going around. Uh, was it prep whore? Or that's yes, exactly yeah, that's what the one. it was. Yeah, prep you hear Trivada mm-hmm. whore as well. Trivada whore. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Yeah, just yeah. Just yeah. grab it when you yeah. need it. Trivada whore. <laughs> so that's going around. Let's talk about as you uh, in your role at San. Do you see a lot of this kind of, I don't know, shame going around with it? Are people afraid to ask? 
Um, I don't think people are afraid to ask. I I think that when people do ask, they are honestly not knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of questions. Um, so I get a lot of questions of like, first of all, what is it? They think it's like a vaccine. It's not quite a vaccine because it's not one. It's not something that you take once and then yeah, you're yeah. forever like immune to HIV. You, it's something that you continually take. Like you take a pill every day for the time mm-hmm. that you're on it. Um, so, yeah, I think that people are just more confused. They want to know how to access it. Um, which is kind of a problem in our community, in the Spokane mm-hmm, community mm-hmm. of access and stuff like that. But I, from my experience, I think there's been some healthy um, inquisitions about PrEP. And I've heard a few bad things more mm-hmm. in the community um, when I talk to people. So I do a lot of HIV testing and counseling mm-hmm. where I work. Mm-hmm. Um, we do free HIV ca- testing and counseling for people with elevated risk of HIV. And so I think that uh, people that I see are kind of in that mindset of wanting to explore options for uh, for protecting themselves from HIV. Right. But um, definitely, you know, I, I agree with Blaine, more out in the community. And especially people from larger cities, I hear a mm-hmm. lot of kind of that negative connotation with PrEP. Well, you know, we we threw out a question on our Facebook page and, and a bunch of Facebook pages. And one of the things, we one of the comments we got was that they feel like people are going to use it as an excuse for um, risky behavior in sex and not for what they feel it should be used for. Um, do you see that coming up a lot? Yeah. And is it it's our kind business? Of that, it's kind of that moral police. Yes. Um, it's not what I feel it should be used for. Mm-hmm. And I question, I mean, what do you feel it should be used for? That's kind of the first question that I want right. to ask people. Right. But it's a lot like, and Morgan, I want to ask you, you work with the kids. The children. Do the children. The youth. Yeah. Do they, does this come up with them at all is it even something that's touched their you know their brain right now that it's out there or have you noticed anything like that yeah and i really appreciate because as they're having those first initial conversations about sexual health Mm -hmm. this is in the news so now instead of uh, you know when our generation it might have been you know condoms we're talking about lube uh, now they've thrown prep into that vocabulary Uh, and so hopefully that with that generation as they grow older it will eliminate a lot of that stigma uh, and I think with the conversation about where should it be used, I know that when I was working in HIV prevention, uh, I only recommended it twice because that was a year and a half ago. Uh, and both times for when it was in a serodiscordant relationship where one positive, one negative person mm-hmm. in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a lot of conversation about it uh, just because that's really the only situation where I see it as uh, making a ton of sense. You know, like I think it's good everywhere, but right there, I mean, that's what it's really in my opinion, made for. Right, exactly, for the relationship so you can, yeah. you know, protect your partner and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a question about the youth and education. You know, a lot of the times we, we know it's important to focus on sex education yeah. um, and how to better protect yourself and how to be better sexually active, even though there's a lot of, you know, um, backlash from that from Absolutely. conservative communities. Yeah. Do you think that PrEP has received enough education or, you know, information no 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 definitely not and mm-hmm. especially if you're talking with youth uh right. it i think school systems in general are really far to move forward uh and even more so with sex education it's even harder sure. to move forward sure. uh, we're still stuck on schools talking about whether we should give out condoms or that's not. exactly yeah, i that's mean that's thing. what i feel like how <laughs> we're still far stuck back schools the conversation teaching creationism is. Yeah. Like, yeah come on now. Yeah. Exactly. so our schools are not moving forward nearly yeah. fast <laughs> enough yeah. but what i do appreciate is that there are organizations in the community who are talking about prep like sure. odyssey so sure. right. right that's great exactly and so my question you know kyle you brought up uh, an interesting kind of like the moral police you you mentioned 
Um, I find this interesting. Isn't this a lot like the same conversation we had with Plan B? I mean, that we're still having with Plan B, which is, you know, there's a lot of backlash when that first happened because talk about something called a slut drug, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I want to know and I want to know from each of you, do is there a place for a moral value to be placed on a medication because it's based on a value system that not necessarily is shared by everyone? Do we have a right as a society to place moral values on that? Neither here nor there what I think about it. I'm curious about that part of the conversation. We got so many comments about with the prep horror and it's an excuse. We got the word excuse a lot. I just want to know from each of you, Kyle, we'll start with you uh, oh. about that. I know it's yeah. a big, heavy question. It is a big, heavy question. So um, I feel like there are several different elements to your question. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're normally. I'm trying are. to back yeah. Okay, so one of the things you mentioned was with, like, with, with Plan B, it, kind of that moral, should it be available? Should mm-hmm. we be using it? Um, that's one example. But even when you look at uh, malaria, We've all heard of malaria. They're, the drug, if you're going to a country that where malaria is prevalent, they put you on a pre-exposure prophylaxis where you take a pill while you're down there to prevent malaria. It's been around for a while. Antacids, Prevacid or whatever. It's probably copyright, but whatever. That <laughs> is, you take medicine before you get heartburn. Mm-hmm. You know, what causes heartburn? Eating, you know, a lot of, for, not all the time, but for a lot of people, maybe eating unhealthy. Yeah, fatty But foods. that's something that's so accepted in the community, and we don't place judgment on those things because i think right. it is more of a widespread issue but when you start talking about unprotected sex um or even protected sex mm-hmm. sex sex Period. in general yeah. yeah yeah i mean people are if you have condoms out in the community people are just super offended by that right so i think yeah, yeah i think s- the fact that that this drug is associated with sex same with um with the hpv vaccine it's associated mm-hmm. with sex it becomes this negative thing mm-hmm. um I look at it as really it's just another option or even added security for HIV prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, condoms, we've condoms. I, I for a long time it was like condoms work. Mm-hmm. Let's push condoms. Mm-hmm. They do work. Condoms mm-hmm. are very effective. Um, but there are still people who don't always use condoms. Actually, most of the people that I talk to in the community, mm-hmm. they use condoms. They're, they always use condoms, but not 100% of the time. It right. could be if they go out drinking. That's a big thing, sure. partying in yeah. our community. So when I talk to people about about PrEP, I really look at it as, look, you know, you use condoms most of the time. There's Sometimes you don't use condoms. Mm-hmm. And it's if you're partying, that may even put you at higher risk. There's this option of PrEP. Um, so I don't think of it as i think people look at it as yes oh my gosh these people it's giving them permission to have unprotected sex Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even though it's not recommended that they don't use condoms on the drug um the reality is some people will um it's just that extra added layer of protection sure exactly blaine what do you think about this you know i love putting people in a corner (laughs) yeah i'm just name the name i'm so sorry but it's just in my head what do you think i think uh i agree mostly with what kyle said but i i would even go further and say that like when you're saying to someone, you know, oh, well, you're just taking this because you want to have sex. Well, so what? Like, what does that what does that mm-hmm. matter? A, like right. sex is perfectly natural. We all mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And those who don't are missing out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, like this idea that if someone has sex, whether it's whether it's quote unquote protected or not, that they're going to be free from risk mm-hmm. completely right. is is totally is, untrue. Because even, even prep is not yeah. 100 percent 
just like a condom is not. I mean, sex is sex is a, uh, a time where you're really vulnerable, right? Just in general, yeah. and that mm-hmm. to me that's a a good thing. You're being able to show that to somebody, right? And instead, we kind of shame people about it, make mm-hmm. it feel dirty, mm-hmm. but it's not, right? It's right, just, and it's I, a totally yeah. yeah, and that and that brings up a whole new side of the story. You know, sex positivity and sex yep. positive culture. Like we we should be pushing a lot more conversations about sex, but instead we shame well, it. So that's I mean that's that's a whole big picture too. Well, and the I think the problem too is that mm-hmm. when you get to that kind of a discussion, right. you're not helping people who are living with HIV. You're not helping people who are living with these diseases. Mm-hmm. You're driving it further underground right. when you put a stigma on it, which makes right. it even harder for us to deal with it. Well, and I think it's even further proof. I think that um, coming out as HIV positive is difficult enough as it is, but I also think there's that extra societal, I'm going to say this, and they're going to be judging me because mm-hmm. the first yeah. thing they go to is sex. First thing, Ellen DeGeneres notoriously said it in a in a stand-up she had, which is the quickest way to divide anyone is to talk about their sex. Quickest way. Mm-hmm. Blaine, as you work, you know you work with the Blaine. Hi, Blaine. <laughs> you mean Your Morgan. Name is Morgan. Morgan. But see, no yeah. one out there knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but Morgan, I apologize. Until now. Mo- right? <laughs> Morgan, as you work, you know, you've worked in HIV prevention. Yeah. Um, you're, you work in Idaho uh, yeah. with the AIDS Network there. You work with kids. Yeah. We all operate on our own value system already. Yeah. Kids is, a, you know, makes that even more, I think, focused because we want to do what we think is right how do you do you find first of all do you find a moral implication to a drug like this and how do you filter that when you're working with kids uh so my first rule of thumb is when it comes to education you don't filter uh especially when you're working with an older population uh it's it's really a um, well you know it's kind of like when you talk about sexual health education in schools if you're talking about middle schools and high schools mm-hmm. You'll have the people that will say, uh, you can't teach this to my kids because then they're going to go have sex. Right. Uh, and that's, that's statistically not how it works. Uh, they may be discovering it for the first time, but unless those urges are like, curbed into that direction, they're not just going to go hump like rabbits. You know, I yeah. mean, <laughs> people have a moral compass and their parents do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so really it's about education and opening it up to them. Uh, but my, my answer to that is to not stop there, you know, to encourage them to look further and then have conversations about it. Because if you're just educating for two hours in a, in a sexual health classroom, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Yeah. You're right. bored right away. It doesn't matter if the yeah. word sex is in the title. You're, yeah. just, get, mm-hmm. you're just bored. Yeah. yeah, you need a conversation with your parents, with your yeah. friends. with Sure. Yeah. Well, I think Older that's people. the key. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Is let's Open talk the conversation. about it. I will, I'll be the first to tell you, when, until this year and the article started popping up in The Advocate and Huffington and out and, you know, anywhere on Facebook, I hadn't paid a lot of attention Prep had been back here, mm-hmm. you know, in the back of my head. I had heard it somewhere. And now all of a sudden it's coming to the forefront. And I realized because of just the way I live my life, I just hadn't thought about it, um, which means I'm a monk. Uh, <laughs> but I realized we need to have a conversation because I don't know anything about it. I feel like I do know that this America is not the first country to have this. You know, mm-hmm. Africa had this. But we're making a lot of decisions based in this country on um, moral, religious well, grounds. And also to base uh, the possibility of not only, you know, eradicating, but also, you know, curing and getting rid of AIDS, but basing that on a moral thing, I, I don't know that that's completely moral. You know, just to say that because I don't believe uh, you should do a certain thing, we shouldn't have a drug to prevent that, you right. know? There, there are so many other reasons that people also have HIV and AIDS that we should 
you know, continue we, yeah. through that because it's not just because you have sex or it's not just because right. you're gay. There are a load, a load of other I think reasons. We as a public are so used to sensationalizing everything. Right, we exactly. boil it down. To, right. Yeah. Can I get back to that moral question? Yeah. You mentioned yeah. Africa, and I think yeah. that yeah. Um, that people's impressions and how their morals play into their image and idea of how of how of whether prep is moral or not. Yeah. I hear a lot of people like, oh, I think it's great in Africa where it's being, you know, there was one of the major studies, I Mm -hmm. think the first major or maybe the second major study was done in Africa among the whole population. Like, oh, I think it's great in Africa where HIV is so prevalent. But then in the States here, we're looking at it more of among zero discordant couples. So a couple where Mm -hmm. one person's positive, one's negative looking at gay men, looking at um, people that inject drugs, and it's like instantly. I mean, we, we talked about it already, mm-hmm. but it's a perfect example mm-hmm. of, it's okay, in Africa, but in the right. U.S., uh, no, because they're doing something that I don't personally approve of. Well, it's, right. it's, it reminds me so much of my dad. Growing up, my dad would say, totally okay, if we had a gay neighbor, I would totally, you know, bring them a pie and welcome them. <laughs> it was a whole other story when it was in his house and his son was gay. Same thing. In Africa, we can put it far enough out and go, no, they really need it. Yeah. Here yeah. at yeah. home, we won't stand for it. And I do feel like we're going to get a letter from Pat Robertson. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he's listening. I'll be <laughs> yeah, honest. He's our favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> but Kyle, coming from Spokane Ains Network. Yeah. What do you, or are you there yet? Do you foresee your challenges are going to be as... I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking more and more about PrEP. Um, it's going to hopefully become more and more available. What do you see the challenges of Spokane AIDS Network uh, with this new drug? I think one of the challenges is is having, and it is a challenge right now, actually, mm-hmm. is finding providers to refer people to, people that have questions about it. You know, I might be able to screen them and give them more information, but ultimately a provider or a doctor is going to have to be the one that sits down with them and says, okay, here's your risk factors. This would be a good option for you, or this would not be a good option for you. Um, I mean, there's a lot to it. It's not just yeah. taking a pill yeah. every day. There's labs yeah. involved. There's costs. There's things to help cover costs. Yeah, and we don't but, even we haven't even gotten to that where we even think about, oh, my goodness, is my yeah. insurance going to cover it if it's not? What is mm-hmm. it going to cost me? Because if it's anything related to what um, HIV drugs cost, if you don't have insurance, it's an yeah. astronomical. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty much, I mean, Truvada is... A drug mm-hmm. that's given an, a drug option for people living with HIV. Um, it's a different regimen, so sure. that's why they call it PrEP. It's a little different, right. but the actual drug itself is the same drug. So it is expensive. And um, I think so another another challenge I think we have is Spokane AIDS Network. We have case managers to help people living with HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that it would be great if we could, as PrEP becomes more available, have PrEP case managers where you have somebody that kind of helps coach and and helps people that are on prep um number one like figure out if they're not taking their pills every day how to do sure, that yeah um talking to their partners whatever right i think mm-hmm. that'd be awesome well and i you know i'll find this is interesting okay so if you go on a lot of dating sites you will you, you start to notice now anybody well anybody who's on there or single know that people will put in their profile i'm on prep yeah Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. I, haven't, but I haven't seen that. it automatically makes you go, why are you telling me you're on prep? A lot of times, you know, it's because they want you to know, hey, I can do what's considered risk behavior. Mm-hmm. It's important to note something out there, I think, which is this isn't a cure. This does not fix, you know, it's exactly what it says. It's prevention. It's prophylaxis. Right. It's, a, you know, it's the medical version or it's the medication version of a condom. And I think people... 
a lot of people out there are thinking, hey, this fixes everything. I'm just going to pop this pill and we're going to be okay. That's that's not what it is. Have you anybody have an opinion on this? I'm not trying to. I I, I actually was kind of a, as surprised as Kyle was because I I'm on the the dating apps you have quite a bit, that? and I, yeah. I almost everybody that I talk to nobody wants to to even mention it. I mean, it kind of right. seems really below the surface, and if I've it gets brought up at all, the guy one of the guys that you'll talk to will be like, oh well, we can't talk anymore. Interesting. Well, wow. I'll tell you, and it also depends on the city. It does. Let, let's say Cities, you're talking to someone where the population range. of that city yeah. is, you know, L.A. or San Francisco or New York or whatever. Yeah. It does seem more prevalent in those mm-hmm. cities. Yeah. San Francisco, I'm sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. they say, hey. Well, even even Seattle uh, and Washington would, would be much more prevalent than right. Spokane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is another barrier, though. Going back to the original question, is, as Blaine mentioned, no one wants to mention it, at least in Spokane. Yeah. Right. The stigma Sure. I mean, that's probably back to fundamentals. That's the biggest barrier is what is this? Start thinking about it in a new light and mm-hmm. reduce the stigma mm-hmm. so that we can have more open communication, exactly. which I think this program is awesome that you guys are having this conversation. Oh, we're having him yeah. back. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you compliment us. about any day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magic words. I guess I'm just uh, – we're going to take a quick break here and then come back with this, this panel. But um, I'm very curious about us in our personal lives, what we think. About prep, so I'm going to kind of go around and to all of us, even Sergey and I, on the hot seat mm-hmm. about this option that's out there. I want us to talk a little bit about that. But before we are going to take a quick song break, once again, we're going to listen to Odessa, and this is "Say My Name" featuring Zira. You are listening to Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 92.3 FM, and this is KYRS with Outspoken. <laughs> I botched that awesome. one up so. <laughs> Bad, but it's okay because it's okay because you guys still support me and everything I do. And speaking of support, Outspoken does receive support from Rick Singer Photography at 415 and a half West Main Avenue in downtown Spokane, offering natural light portraits, passport and visa pictures, copy and restoration of old pictures, and private instruction. More information at 838-3333 and online at ricksingerphotography.com. I cannot make it through this. (laughs) And Outspoken is also funded in part with a grant from the Pride Foundation. Information at pridefoundation.org. Org. Welcome back. If you've just joined us, we do have a community panel of uh, some professional gay men in Spokane, and we're talking about PrEP. Uh, most likely, mm-hmm. if uh, you've been online at all, there have been articles kind of popping up on Facebook uh, over the last year, really, mm-hmm. um, in The Advocate, so m- and so many op-ed pieces. And a lot of conversation in the community, too, uh, happening. I've, I've definitely noticed a lot of people talking about it, and I've been asked questions about pre- PrEP, too. Um, so that's kind of interesting to hear and right? to see. It's, kinda, it's, it's very interesting, and I'll tell you, we mm-hmm. have uh, quite a... a a well-versed panel here today. Um, but Kyle Richardson is the prevention coordinator at Spokane AIDS Network. I want to talk to you a little bit about there's been some studies, and there's a, a kind of a, an updated study. Uh, kind of go with us first about what the first study was and then where we when the new study came into place. Yeah, so the first study was called IPREX. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that stands for, but it, <laughs> it was a study among um, – Gay men, there may have been trans women involved in that as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really kind of the first study among the, the gay and, um, and trans population for PrEP as a prophylactic uh, to kind of, you know, reduce HIV infections. So that one went really well, and it was very promising. And it was like, I think, 75% efficacy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they recently did one. It was like an extension called IPREX-OLE. 
I call it Iprex Olay because it sounds Olay. Funny. Olay. <laughs> it's very gay. Yeah, yeah it is gay. That, that's why I like it so much. Um, but no, they actually just released the results at the International AIDS Conference in 2014, which was in mm-hmm. Melbourne. And basically, they found out that. Um, so, people, you know, the idea of prep is that you take a pill every day while you're on the regimen for as long as you and your doctor think you should be on it. Sure. And. Um, but the issue is it's hard to take a pill every day. Like, people aren't here. I can't even take my antibiotics till the bottle's empty, right? Like, right. right. Yeah. It can be difficult. Yeah. I know. We all get distracted. <laughs> and we know the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, uh, but they fa- they can, um, on these studies, they measure the amount of drug in a person's blood, and then they can determine how how many people take, have or how often people have taken that drug. Because sure. we know that mm-hmm. some people lied. Oh, yeah, I oh, took yeah. it every day, and they really didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, but they found that people that took it, um, that, actually took two to three doses per week were um, 83, I think it was 83, but no, actually 80%, 86%. Mm-hmm. Um, it was effective. Wow. Basically 86%, 86% efficacy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that took at least four doses a week in this particular study, it was a hundred percent effective. Wow. So, so even amazing. if they missed a couple doses, yeah. That's not to say miss your doses because it's really important that you take yeah, every yeah, dose. Yeah, of course. We're not telling uh, you to get lazy. <laughs> yeah, <We're> and, <laughs> exactly. And this study had 1,603 participants in it. So, I mean, wow. um, it's a pretty big study, but still, uh, I think that some people look at the studies, oh, that's horrible. You're telling people not to take their doses. Mm-hmm. And I really don't right. think that's it. It's We're really saying that you know there is some evidence that this drug works. Right, right. There is an issue of not taking your, well, your drugs. Well, when do we get to the point where we're grown-ups? And yeah. shouldn't life be about, we're going to give you mm-hmm. all this information, mm-hmm. and in the end, the decision is yours. It's also kind of what I feel about people who, who we moralize a drug when what goes on in the bedroom is nobody's business, but mm-hmm. we're telling you, here is a lot of information that can be really good for you. Now you go make a big boy, big girl decision. That's right. public I mean. health right there. I right. mean, that's exactly. really it. This exactly. is the information. But I that's not how you. we work, yeah. unfortunately. It's not. It's no. how I work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's how I work, but we like to yeah. blame. You know what I mean? I want to blame someone because yeah. mm-hmm. it's easier mm-hmm. than I don't have to take responsibility. Right, exactly. And it, and see, this information is really important, and not just for the community, but for the doctors out there, because there aren't very many doctors who you know, know much about PrEP, and you know there are nurses out there who don't even know what prep is it's it's kind of an interesting situation where um even the medical field doesn't know enough about it's scary. it to tell or recommend it to you know people who need it so that's it's let's, still let's share this even though it's been i think going on over mm-hmm. here with studies and stuff for the last few years i actually did speak to a nurse and uh they asked about the show and what are you talking about this week and i said prep and mm-hmm. they said what is that and i thought uh, they were yeah. kidding uh, so of yeah. course <laughs> being me i make a Funny comment that's offending them because I basically am acting, you know, pretending like they're stupid, but they're not stupid. (laughs) I didn't mean it that way because I thought they were making a joke. And then I found out very quickly they were not. And that's scary. In the medical field, it's we still have so far to go. You know, you Mm -hmm. mentioned, Kyle, that Mm -hmm. in Spokane, you know, to find a doctor who is going to it's not like like San Francisco where you probably have a lot of options that currently there just isn't here. And. Yet again, it's because of where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know what is funny? I don't know if it's funny or sad no. or great. You can look at it any way you want. Sure. <laughs> so many <laughs> options. There are resources. There are yeah. actual. I found some actually. I was doing some research for this show. And there are PD, you know, online mm-hmm. booklets for if you're a doctor and you're not an HIV specialist, mm-hmm. this is what PrEP is. This sure. are things to consider. 
if you're talking to a patient who comes to you and wants to be on it, there are so many resources. University of Washington has a hotline. I don't know the number, but it's a hotline oh. for providers. But, but the Schmear will track that down for you and put it on our site, right? <laughs> I'm He's on it. I, He's yeah. flipping yeah. me off back there, but he'll do that for us. Will he? Yeah. Oh, nice. The yeah. Schmear. The Schmear. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's for providers. That's the one thing. You can't right. be like just right, right. calls them. Right. But mm-hmm. if you have questions okay. or you want something cleared up, they will... They can help you. Sure. Yeah. And that's really important to have. I mean, well, in, in in any community, really, that hotline and someone to ask those questions are, uh, right. for or wait, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Someone to ask those questions to. Um, I Thank had you. a little seizure. It's fine. Um, <laughs> because you can't ask the doctors a lot of the times. They don't. Right. Well, they don't do that. People always say well, the first thing I did when I came into Spokane was mm-hmm. just do a, a message to a, a gay bulletin board on Facebook. And I said. Who knows a really gay-friendly doctor? And I was actually attacked and said, you don't have to ask that anymore. That's ridiculous. Let me be the first to tell you, I had to sue a doctor years ago because he actually said to my face, actually, I'm not going to be able to help you because you're gay. Mm -hmm. Not okay. So don't tell me these are still important things as gay men to ask. And if you don't have to ask it, awesome, you go. But why do we take down... The, why do we take down in our community? I feel like that's a lot of what this drug is as well. The slut shaming, the prep horror, mm-hmm. the is we attack each other, and, and that I don't. Morgan, do you have a thought? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, <coughs> and a cough. But, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> so bonus. I think a lot of it uh, we haven't really brought it up explicitly. We've kind of jumped around it a bit, but it's a um, a kind of a risk reduction model instead of just saying that it's it's the the risk elimination right so mm-hmm. we talk about like best case scenario somebody's uh well best case scenario when it comes to risk reduction nobody's having sex but right, that's not right. happening so yeah. best case scenario you know somebody's using condoms lube and now could be on prep right uh choosing partners who are regularly tested all of these things are things in your tool belt that you can use to help pre- right. help prevent the spread of hiv mm-hmm. uh And it's so funny to me that if someone is willing to pay the extraordinary amount of money that it takes to be on prep, take a pill every day and still be sexually active and still engage in the community, that we look at that person and shame them, that they're being so responsible for their health. And yet, How dare the you? Only yeah. Thing, yeah. The only thing we can think of is, you know, wow, you are such a slut. Like, why is right. that the first thing that we jump to right. instead yeah. of yeah. Yeah. appreciating them yeah. and congratulating right. them for owning their sexual health? It's crazy. And that's important. Exactly. And even to a point where if you I, I've heard this before, if you go and get regularly tested, um, I, I go and get tested as as much as I can, as, as much as I have to. And so um, people people look at you and say, wait, are you having a lot of sex? They will yeah. shame you for that alone. They yeah, will absolutely. shame you for being safe and responsible. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you made a, uh, the one statement that really is that that um, reduction, yeah. that word reduction. That's important because because as I wrote down in my notes earlier, I'm like, so prep and condom. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like I would assume yeah. would be the the safe save. Yeah. If you're if you saw there's an old movie Jeffrey way back years ago and I love it and it talks about are so afraid to have sex that you know you put a big condom on your whole body <laughs> and wear a condom and now you can add prep you know to be as safe as possible but this I think this drug alone brings up a conversation that we maybe skid around and we mm-hmm. don't have that's needed you know um, Kyle you work in the very you know organization that you want to have these sexual health conversations morgan you work with the kids you're in government blaine and so that scares me on more <laughs> yeah. levels yeah. um but i think it's a conversation as gay men as 
people that we mm-hmm. need to be talking and take out the what I think about people who have sex, you know, that and just yeah. have the conversation because I would rather shouldn't we care more about our fellow man and keeping everybody mm-hmm. safe than about oh I want to judge yeah. you right on what our goes morals on in your and our social stigmas yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's important, too, to be realistic. Kyle mentioned it earlier that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't use condoms. And yeah. the CDC did a study last year that found that only 15% of gay men use condoms consistently. Yeah. yeah. And so, how many studies have been showing that the risky behavior like bareback sex and stuff, that that has gone on the increase over the last few years? You know, we become desensitized and maybe even... You know, a lot of guys uh, say that they can't get turned on unless it's some sort of risky behavior. Well, this Mm -hmm. is a bigger problem. You know what I mean? This is more than this conversation here is about the tip of the iceberg of what we need to be talking about. And it's because we don't talk about how can we be safe. Um, Sex is part of everyone's lives. Just how it is. Now, uh, really quick, just thinking, and I don't know, and not going on where everybody is in their life, but at the point in your life you would need would this even be in your consideration each of you if you were at that point in life would this would be an option is that an option you would even consider uh so i'll i'll just say that it is definitely an option i would consider uh i don't think i have to consider it at the moment but right and it's something like said, to keep mm-hmm. in the tool belt mm-hmm. it's kind of like right. morgan said you know you have all these different strategies and it's always good i think to to keep those things in mind so that way just in case something does come up right where you find yourself dating someone maybe who's positive right and so that way you understand okay mm-hmm. i can use a condom and take prep right and this significantly reduces you know my chances of, of transmitting hiv exactly. things like that like that's always important to understand it doesn't mean you have to go out and use it right away but mm-hmm. right I, d- I mean i would definitely consider it gotcha we'll go over there and then we'll bring it back to kyle so morgan yeah, I think I would, I mean, I would definitely consider it. I think it's a, um, I'm going to go for an analogy here. Stay with oh, me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go, right? So as a kid, if you're going mm-hmm. roller skating uh, and you have one knee pad missing, right? You just can't find it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to not wear the rest of your protective gear, right? I mean, you're, you're not going to leave your helmet in the garage because right. you can't find your knee pad. You're going to lose oh, that well. bit of protection and protect yourself right. as much as possible. Right. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a helmet or a metaphorical knee pad in this case, you know, wear it if you have it. Good analogy. Wow, Thanks. I like that. That was kind of deep. Yeah. I know, right? And for <laughs> Kyle, I know I don't. I don't have any awesome analogies. Either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're out. That's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely consider it. Um, I think, I think the point that I want to bring home, of course, if I were on prep, I would probably like, oh, I'm on prep, you know, just to try to reduce stigma because that's the nature of what I do mm-hmm, with sure. my job and talking about sex and stuff like that, but. Um, if I weren't in this position, I may not be out about being on prep. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I wouldn't take it, but right. um, that's a if, not all personal choices need to be public, right? And Absolutely. I, I definitely think that there is evidence out there that um, prep works, especially when used with condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, when used, you know, the, and we could talk about all the other different ways of reducing your risk because right. condoms aren't the only way. No, mm-hmm. Morgan knows that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely would. I you know, cost is definitely an issue. Um Oh yeah. But there are there's programs. Washington State has a program called PrepDAP. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um to help pay for your meds. If you don't have insurance, they'll pay for your medications. If you do have insurance, they'll pay for your copay. Um it doesn't cover any of the lab work. Remember when we talked about this? Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. the answer. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. the answer to our labs covered <laughs> with PrepDAP, so. it's not. Yeah, but if you're on Washington Apple Health mm-hmm. or Medicaid, yeah. all costs are covered, labs and prescription, and most private insurance 
covers it as well. Um, right. You know, the state couldn't really talk on that because pre- all private insurances are different. Right. Mm-hmm. But sure. they do know that most people that are on prep with their private insurances have not had any issues with getting the labs and the other stuff covered. And then prep, of course, will help cover those copays. Mm-hmm. Right. Your insurance right. doesn't mm-hmm. cover. So, Sergey, my yeah. young friend. Yes. Same to you. Same question. Same question to me. Um, if I was in a situation where, you know, I was dating someone or in a relationship with someone who was positive, yeah, absolutely prep would be right. um, an option. I think I think this, the procedure there would be to talk and then to go to uh, a doctor, you know, see see if that would work for us. And honestly, all of all of the methods, condom, uh, prep, lube, all of it, you know, right. you can't you can't just be safe with just one method, even though. Um, studies show that prep is 100% effective if you if you take it with the right doses. I wear a sexy hazmat suit when I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sexy. It's very. Ooh. It's very wow. sexy. Um, quick, quick correction. Yeah. yeah. On so we talked about that 100%. Yeah. yeah. Study technically says 86%. Well, okay. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. I just want to clear that. Yeah. Up. Absolutely. But I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Important. I think what this you know what I knew it would do and what mm-hmm. this conversation tells me is there's a lot more. Do we think? There's going to come a day where, I mean, condoms still has have a stigma, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, do we think there's going to come a day where that stigma calms a bit for prep? I mean, do we see hope in Spokane's future? Give me some hope, guys. Give I do. Hope. I love, I admire Morgan because he works with the younger yeah. generation. And yeah. I really mm-hmm. feel like, like the world is in the younger generation's hands. Oh, Every right. generation mm-hmm. that we move up. Mm-hmm. Things I happen. believe that children things are change. our future. They are. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I appreciate, you know, the programs and the discussions that places like Odyssey yeah. Youth are having around mm-hmm. prep because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to eventually become our voters. Exactly. And help shape some policy. Yeah. And but their sure. opinions now are what are going, yeah, is exactly what you yeah. said, is what's going to shape our yeah. But prep our is future. still really new. And, um, you know, I think every, whenever, I think anything that when it's new, Except for maybe like iPhones and technology, but other than right, that, right. health stuff, especially yeah. health it takes stuff. a while. Health stuff, absolutely. Clear. Yeah, hmm. I, I I would agree with with Kyle, and I also think that as our understanding of prep and HIV continues to accelerate and deepen, like we've come to a place now where we're talking about prevention. Right. Which 20 years ago, you weren't talking about no. prevention. You were just mm-hmm. talking about making sure people didn't die. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Controlling I, the disease. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I think there is hope. It's just it's not necessarily going to come as quick as we would want it to, but right. it's mm-hmm. going to be there at some point. Well, right. and I think it's very important in our community now that we have the conversations, whether it's just a group of friends. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important to to speak these things out loud. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And I think that one of the things that I, uh, whenever I have conversations like this with anyone or when I was running prevention programs mm-hmm. in Spokane, uh, I would I would always challenge people to every time they buy a new package of condoms or every time they fill a condom bowl, uh, don't fill a condom bowl and don't put those in your dresser drawer. Instead, put them in a bowl on your counter or put them on, your, on, your, on top of your nightstand, on top right. of your dresser. Uh, because even then, that's just showing people that you're proud that you're using health and that you're yeah. using caution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it starts those conversations. That's exactly what it does, and that alone, just having those conversations, can literally change the future of sexual health. And sure. that I completely mm. agree. That made me want to get up and preach. Go buy condoms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. Buy, buy more condoms yeah. than I'm not using. Um, no, but I agree there because I believe yeah. in conversation. Yeah. Lies power in conversation. 
shines a light on things that we keep in well, the dark, and it's those things that we yeah. keep in the dark mm-hmm. that get to be ugly and distorted. Yeah. Absolutely. The longer we cover it up, the longer it stays hidden. I have a interesting question for Blaine, since you know you're on you know HRC and you do a lot of government related work. What we have, you know, a certain amount of time that we, you know, have to prevent this. And it's like you said, it's about when we get there, not if we get there, because we will get there. What do you think can be done um, on the government level to help? I think to endorse this. I think programs like the one we have here in Washington, where we're helping mm-hmm. not only educate but increase access to the drugs, yeah. is huge. Um, especially because of the cost. I mean, it can range, but I've seen as high as like fifteen hundred dollars per prescription. Yeah, per month, yeah. and it's just like wow. I that's that's like a paycheck for me right there. That's yeah. done. So exactly, <laughs> that's massive. Uh, but then I think mm-hmm. too, you know, just making sure that we're getting board like that out there. I mean. The, Right. Exactly. We don't have enough health agencies doing work like this. No. And mm-hmm. we need to see that you, more. Is and I think Kyle, do you have a, a comment to make? No, I just wanted the mic in front of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> do you, I really think they're probably I mean it's going to be baby steps. I think I mean mm-hmm. health alone in this country we don't deal with prevention. We deal with after the fact. And that's a problem. But I think as I said, I think I mean, I say as gay men because that's who I am and how I identify. But we need to start caring about the information we're given and being responsible about the way that we behave. And I don't care if, who you sleep with or what you do. I think it's just important we talk about responsibility to each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. if not to ourselves. And I think that's a problem in our community. And I hope that we can continue to have these conversations in order to maybe lessen it. But I think there needs to be a gigantic shift in the way we as a society react. And that, yes, I get it. That takes more than a month, a year. I get that. But it's no excuse to just say, well, it's not going to change, so let's not change. Mm -hmm. But I think this conversation needs to be part of it. That's true. It's the conversation and changing the way we think that has to kind of shape the, the road we take. Exactly. That's uh, that's why we're loud. That's why we're loud. That's why we talk and have a show. That's true. Exactly. So I want to thank each and every one of you um, that agreed, which for us is always shocking. <laughs> that people <laughs> want to do. We this. reach out to people because it's always short notice. You know, I think I was talking to uh, <laughs> I was talking to uh, Morgan about, and you were in Montana, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. People go home for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just landed at one o'clock this morning. Oh really? You did not. Are you oh serious? no. Oh yeah. This is what we this love. This is why I love you. I love you boys so much that I would fly in this morning at one o'clock. You are literally the best. <laughs> I love that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's he's there. You're welcome. No, yeah, I'm glad. Yes. I'm glad. Thanks for having me. It was me. great. Yeah, Every was single one of you were so nice to to say you did. Mm-hmm. So I want to again thank we had Blaine Stump, current chair of the Spokane Human Rights and chair of the INBA Public Policy Committee. We want to thank Kyle Richardson. He is the prevention coordinator at Spokane AIDS Network, and of course Megan Morgan. Megan Morgan. Yeah, I know. Right. I told you names. Megan the QJ. (laughs) Morgan Belleville. Oh, okay. So Morgan Belleville is a is a QJ. Um, is a programmer. He is a DJ on Queer Sounds, which is on KYRS on Thursdays at 6 p.m., and the Youth Programs Director at Odyssey Youth Center. He's also the Vice President of the Board of the North Idaho AIDS Coalition. Uh, boys, it was more than a pleasure to have you here to have to start this conversation, as we're going to have many more in the mm-hmm. future. So thanks for taking time to be with us.